the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast. Welcome back to Bowl Season Daily. That's Tom Fernelli. I'm Chip Patterson. Here to get you set with everything you need to know for both of the... Bo- oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We Tom, we were supposed to have two bowl games today. We were supposed mm-hmm. to... And they were supposed to be back-to-back. It was supposed to be the daytime bowls that we love. We were going to get it started with the Quick Lane Bowl at 11 a.m., in Detroit, taken on over to Annapolis. Great setting for the Military Bowl. Fun matchup with Boston College and ECU. But news breaking on uh, Sunday, I believe, Sunday morning, that because of positive COVID tests and other uh, limitations for Boston College football, they will not be able to field a team. Uh, They are out of the game, and the Military Bowl is canceled. Additionally, the Fenway Bowl, the Wasabi Fenway Bowl uh, will it has also been canceled. I guess that game was supposed to be on Wednesday. Um, that because of positive tests within the Virginia football program. Huge bummer, man. Yeah. Not fun. No, I mean, especially like just from the game's perspective of not having those games played for the team's perspective. I think I can't remember what the tweet was. Reddit College Football tweeted it on Sunday about Boston College's last four years where like they haven't they've been to like three bowl games in the last four years, but they have now not played in any of them. <laughs> so last year was another it was supposed to be Boston College somebody and then it, it was another COVID cancellation there, right? Yes. And then there was something like the year I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was it was funny. Well not funny, kind of sad, but still funny. <laughs> Do you are are you getting any because um there are takes out there and and i was i was having this discussion and i was really starting to prepare myself for the week ahead which by the way uh yes we've got a ton of cover three content coming your way uh we will be with you getting you ready for the college football playoff we're gonna have a, a locks edition coming up on thursday but i am a little bit nervous that these are not going to be the only bowl games that end up getting canceled, especially after all the players have gone home to spend some time with their families, then travel back to campus. I mean, based on a lot of what we're seeing within all of sports, it it is to be suggested that there are going to be more bowl games canceled. And that is as a fan, a massive bummer that is as a player who enjoys not, I am not a player, but for the players, that is a massive bummer that they're not going to be able to, to participate in that. As I mentioned on the Hawaii Bowl update on Bowl Season Daily, is it true that in some of these cases you've made the trips and then you don't have to get hit? Yeah, that is. But I've, Tom, I don't know about you, but I've always gotten the sense that college football players like to play football. And for the most part, yeah. 
for the most part, that's uh, that's what we've got going on here. How are we? How are we like resetting or recalibrating our expectations for the week ahead? I mean, we've got one, two, three, four, five games scheduled on Tuesday. There's still three left for the schedule on Wednesday. Thursday's loaded, and then we get into New Year's Eve. Do you think what what are you making of um, sort of the conversations that are going on around the bowl season? Because it it's not fun discourse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of down. Like <clears throat> I feel like we were very lucky all season long in college football to avoid this. Like, you know, avoid games being canceled or postponed for the most part, especially in comparison to what we saw last year, obviously, when we were still at the height of everything. But now you get to the end of the year and it's like you see the home stretch and obviously the holidays, it's winter, people are inside more and there's a new variant and all this kind of stuff. So, yeah, you're seeing the games get canceled and it sucks because now it's like every day, like when I'm waking up, like you got to We're checking the news. And I was like, all right, which games are being canceled? Like when I woke up on Sunday because I slept in. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping off the holiday I wake up and it's like oh okay Fenway Bowl has been canceled great and then about an hour later the military bowl gets canceled and it's just like I, I I was really hoping that we were past that in this sport where it's like now we have to worry about it but it's like you said last week all the kids and players families everybody coaches they're all going home for the holidays they're all going to be around a bunch of people they're all going to come back and they're all going to get tested and just based on what is happening around the country right now everywhere with as far as the case is growing even though it's a variant that doesn't seem to be nearly as dangerous as the original wave the tests are still coming back positive and everybody according to the new ncaa or not the new ncaa rules but the rules for what you have to be able to do to play these games some of these teams are just opting out and i also think honestly i think it's easier for some teams to opt out at this point if you if you get what I'm saying, like, I feel like if this was a regular season game, teams might be pushing through. But since these are technically exhibition games, I think maybe some programs are just like, eh, why even bother? I'm, so I, th- I think it's easier to cancel it. That's where I'm feeling the most complex about this. And this is bowl season daily. We're not going to turn this into a long diatribe about COVID <laughs> protocols and the decisions that some of these teams are making. But it, I remember when the teams that were bowl eligible at even before bowl games were announced last year said we're out. Mm-hmm. And I, rem- I remember I thought that was interesting. You know, some varying levels of motivation all across the board. Like the Virginia example is Bronco Mendenhall was going to coach that game. Mm-hmm. I would think that there would be motivation, but would there be motivation? The Hawaii example, that was another thing we were like, okay, well, what is you know, the opt-outs? Because all the, the line that has been coming out is the combination of positive COVID tests, contact tracing, injuries, transfers, and opt-outs, which means that they don't have to tell us who is opting out, but they could look and if a whole position group says, hey, we're opting out of the bowl, then you can't, yeah. can't field that position group. It is not comfortable conversation to have amongst college football fans with college football fans that we are questioning the motivation of some of these um, late opt-outs. Yeah. And I mean, this is not an accusation. This is not an allegation. This is not even a suspicion of mine. I will just say though, like 2020, the first school to opt out of playing in a bowl last year was Boston college school that school that can't play this year because of COVID Boston college. I just, it's a calculation. It's a risk calculation. Mm-hmm. They, they looked so, at it and they said, um, no, thanks. We're all man. good. 
Yeah. And so, again, I want to be clear. I'm not saying Boston College is just like, eh, screw it. I'm, for all I know, there's a ton of cases in that team, and there's no way they could play it. I'm just saying, though, it's it's it, that kind of stuff is going to start the conversations that you're hearing, and it's like, ah, I don't want to hear all these crap. Yeah, and I mean, it because it goes hand in hand with does the bowl season even matter anymore? Which has been sort of an ongoing bubbling conversation. So I'm. Well, I guess we just have to have a 132 team playoff to make sure every bowl counts. I I just want, I just want everybody to be healthy and play as much college football as they want to play. I just want to be able to watch football games on Monday afternoon. Like we've got, which we'll get to, I guess, eventually. The Quick Lane Bowl starts at 11 a.m. Eastern, and that was going to lead us into the Military Bowl, and that was going to lead us into like dinner, and then we would have had Monday night football. Now, what the hell am I supposed? Oh, actually, I watch soccer, but I'm just saying for a lot of other people, what are they going to be doing on their Monday afternoon? They're, they might have the day off because of the holiday and being at home, and now they don't have a football game to watch. Here's to um, as few more adjustments and breaking news as possible, as many negative tests as possible, and uh, and and more football. We do have the Quick Lane Bowl, 11 a.m. Eastern time, 10 local. Is Detroit, Detroit's Central, right? E, no, Detroit is Eastern. All right, 11 local two, Western Michigan and Nevada. The big storyline here is who it will not be on the field. Uh, we are not going to be seeing Carson Strong. He has opted out uh, to prepare for the NFL draft. His backup duties fall to a six foot nine senior yeah. named Nate Cox. And if you've watched as much Nevada football as us, even though he's only appeared in three games, mostly in mop-up garbage time duty, you know that six foot nine quarterback when he <laughs> takes the field. Uh, Cole Turner, the tight end, is also likely to be out, and uh, a good a lot of that Nevada offense. Nevada head coach Jay Norvell has gone to take the Colorado State job. Um, shoot. Matt Mummy, one of the mummies, yep. who was his offensive coordinator at Nevada, is also going to Colorado State. Skeleton staff, skeleton personnel for the Wolfpack, which is why you've seen a two-touchdown swing from Nevada being favored by seven to Western Michigan being favored by seven. Western Michigan uh, beat Pitt, the eventual ACC champion, earlier this year. Then the season got a little bit rocky. Um, they've got their own you know, nice weapons and pieces here, but... You know, as you look at this game, is is it, it does it really come down to what who is playing for Nevada and where is their head at given everything that's yeah. going on here? Yeah, like this is I mean, also another coach that they're missing, their defensive coordinator, Brian Ward, is now the defensive coordinator at Washington State. So he's not gonna be around for this game either. Vai Taua is serving as the interim coach, but it's just yeah, it's this is one of those spots, which is another reason why the fact we only have one game on Monday is so depressing because I have a there's a very good chance that this game's going to suck. Like a poop but, show. You yeah. already called the poop show. <laughs> Western Michigan could might just blow the doors off the Wolf Pack. And then, like, that's the thing. Like, even if Nevada shows up and it's like fired up and ready to play and all that stuff, if things go poorly in like the first quarter, the quit factor could rise pretty quick. Like, you could just be like, ah, screw it. So. I'm hoping we get a competitive game. I'm hoping Nevada shows up, plays really hard, and gives us something to enjoy. I am looking forward to watching Nate Cox because, like you said, he is six foot nine, and you don't get a lot of chances to see six foot nine QBs. It's been a long time since Brock Eisweiler, the six foot eight quarterback, was out there chucking the ball around. And I, you know, it's it's just going to be interesting to see what this Nevada team looks like because it's like you said, there are so 
many people who have left, whether to go to Colorado State, Washington State, or the NFL, or the transfer portal. And even there are some guys in the transfer portal that we don't know if they're still playing in this game or not, because that's the other thing. We have seen other players who are in the portal playing in games so far this bowl season. Emory Jones started for Florida the other night, and then he transferred. Hell, we've even seen Wyoming's quarterback ball out in a bowl game and then enter the transfer portal afterwards. Like, I better capitalize on this performance. So... Yeah, I'm not super high on this. I will say Western Michigan is a pretty good team as far as the MAC is concerned. You mentioned they beat Pitt earlier this season, and while going forward, that still kind of strikes you as one of the odder results of the season considering what Pitt was able to do afterwards. Western Michigan is a good team. It's a fun team. It's an entertaining team to watch. So that's another kind of disappointment here, too, is that I hope Nevada shows up because I do think that if both of these teams had showed up at full strength and ready to go, this would have been a fun game. It's just I, I, I'm not I'm very skeptical. It's going to be now. No Romeo dubs, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So <sighs> like all that the, would good be the top five pass catchers mm-hmm. at the NFL quarterback. And that's the thing, because like, you know, when when you're talking about like a power five program, like maybe like a team that finishes second or third in the SEC that's not in a New Year's six game or whatever, just has a bunch of players opting out, but recruits really well. When their top players opt out, you're like, okay, that sucks. But now at least we get to see all these other four and five stars they have behind them. Nevada's not really the kind of program with that kind of depth to where you could be like, oh yeah, they'll be fine. I can't wait to see the twos and the threes. And another thing to consider too, like, I don't think it's a lateral job and, you know, Jay Norvell moving from Nevada to Colorado State because I think Colorado State has the facilities and all that kind of stuff. They want to be winning. And Nevada just doesn't have the resources that I think Colorado State has, and it's harder to win there. But I do think you have to consider Jay Norvell looking at his roster with Carson Strong leaving, with Romeo Dubs leaving, and all those other guys going. Make that Colorado State job just a little more interesting to him. I was thinking about it like hurt feelings. You're leaving us for a conference foe. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah, but anyway, so I'm I I would pick Western Michigan. <laughs> I would. I'm yeah. hoping. I'm hoping that Nevada covers. I think that Western Michigan winning this thing by double digits is more likely. Yeah, I I'm very strongly considering an alternate line here. So. We'll see. I'm going to see what I can get here right before kickoff. See if I can get somewhere under like it's at seven, six and a half. Some places I'm going to see if I can find a 13 and a half out there. Just to Isn't see that what, what kind you of found for Memphis before the game got canceled. You caught yeah, 12 had, and a half or 13. I, I had Memphis minus 12 and a half. I had UCF minus 12 and a half, which, hey, hey. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're going to see if we can keep that run going. Love it. He is Tom Vernelli. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Vernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Uh, we've got a, a full week of preparation, hitting on some of the breaking news, previewing the college football playoff matchups, which, yeah, don't forget, the freaking playoff is coming up at the end of this week. So a uh, lot to be able to break down, and we're excited to do it. Lock show live on Thursday. Uh, Tom, thank you very much. Don't test the playoff team. world of
of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Ha! Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes!